welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn Podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again, I have Darns and Emily tonight on the cast. Darns, how are you? Hey, I'm so good. You guys are good luck. This is the good luck NCAA tournament crew. Emily, how are you? I'm great. We've gotten into like a groove. We got to keep the... Yeah. Keep the vibes going until uh, through the weekend. Absolutely. The Who's, as we all predicted, were victorious <laughs> over the Woo! weekend twice. In, I mean, we'll talk about both games, but I, you know, I, what, what can we say about the Purdue game? We, we should talk about the Oregon game yeah, first. Gonna... Just because remember that Oregon game? <laughs> there was a game against Oregon. It was intense. 49. It was intense. It was intense for different reasons probably than than the uh Purdue matchup but it was hard fought they they truly outlasted the ducks i would say yeah. is the best way to put it um but sort of uh, some flashes of the the Mamadi Dikite coming out uh Kihei also had a good game so i mean some foreshadowing maybe uh going into the the Purdue game of who's going to be important for the who's but uh None of the bench scored in that game. No. Was the most interesting thing. And I think, you know, you saw that against Purdue, the tightening of the lineups, you know, the the going with what was working. And if you see, if you look at the minutes, Diakite 35, Guy Hunter Jerome, all 39 minutes. Yeah. E.A. Clark, 37 minutes. Um, I don't know how they weren't tournament exhausted. Time. Yeah, I mean, they, they did look a little tired at times, but, I mean, I don't know how they didn't, like, actually die. Yeah, that game, so the Oregon game was so fascinating because it was, what I loved about that whole weekend, obviously in retrospect, I did not love during. I loved all the winning. <laughs> I loved all the winning. The, these were two extremely stressful games in two extremely different ways, right? So I love this weekend as being like a microcosm of Virginia basketball because they can win a game 53-49 mm-hmm. while shooting nine for 33 from beyond the arc and only, you know, five guys really getting any minutes and four of them being in double digits. <clears throat> and then they can win a game where they shoot a whole bunch and everyone's kind of like, it's just big shot after big shot um, and outlasting someone really offensively when you, and we'll talk plenty about Carson Edwards, but this Oregon game was just so fascinating in such a weird way. I think uh, I laughed at the numbers when I saw how many threes Wisconsin shot against Oregon and we shot more. <laughs> so <laughs> I was kind of like, Oh, that's uh, aggressive. Um, but D Kite was huge on the boards. I mean, Kihei Clark had 12 points, four rebounds and six assists. And like, you couldn't have asked for more than what he gave three for eight from beyond the arc. But the third and final one he hit was, one of the biggest, like, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this without, like, just being completely crass. <laughs> like, I mean, that shot took balls. Like, King, Louis King went down. Louis King was a six foot nine, was a top 10 recruit in the country type guy, um, five star, highly recruited, comes out and, like, had a great game. He was outstanding. He had 16 points, four for eight from beyond the arc. Um, and he buries a three with 543 left in the game. And this game was so tight that when that happened, I was like, ooh, that could be it. <laughs> like, things were really dicey in that game, I thought. Not yeah. dicey, but, like, it was tough to score because it was just two really good defenses. And that Oregon defense 
is so weird but so good like it was trying to figure out like how it worked so well was like actually kind of aggravating but it was incredible it's weird Um, to go back and look at the the box score for it because you know 36 percent from three for Oregon does not seem correct all I remember is them hitting everything and then you go it's because Pritchard went one for six <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> and you know the who other guys King you know who it's also because the end of the game like the yeah. Yeah, Oregon we yeah, saw true. at the very beginning and Oregon we saw at the very end were very different yes for that's sure. super accurate yeah it, like Kihei just did the things that this is why coach played him all those minutes both this game and the Purdue game like what the stuff that he did shows like that preparation paid off his defense on Peyton Pritchard was outstanding. He was in his pocket all day, made his life miserable. Um, and he uh, highlight. Hit... <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. But no, like, the announcer, if you haven't watched it, go back and watch. Uh, oh, it's amazing. Where the, where the announcer goes, it's Pritchard time, right as he shoots a brick <laughs> from like NBA range. Like, they missed Pritchard everything. Time, brick. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy goes, oh, gracious. <laughs> like all at once. But yeah, so like King hits this huge three and then they come down the other end and Kihei answered it with this like gigantic three of his own off of a screen. Like, let's talk about that real quick. It wasn't even like Ty tried to drive the lane and got caught in the middle and dished to a wide open Kihei who they left on an island because he couldn't, you know, they were like, do it. Um, Though they were also apparently doing that. (laughs) Uh, Like the coach and the bench, one of the coaches, not Dana Altman, but the story is that where did uh, that story originate? Ty Jerome. <laughs> oh, okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Ty was like, I wanted to say something to them after he hit one of his shots, but, you know, like, I'll let his shooting, like, I'll let him hitting the shots speak for himself. But, like, basically, sure. they were like, leave him, leave him, let him shoot. Like, yeah, go ahead and shoot that. Like, that kind of stuff to Kihei. And, like I said, he made three. Um, but none bigger than that last one. And then Virginia was able to, like um, – Ty Jerome came up with one of his tie ball game um, big time shots. And what was crazy about that shot to me was that happened with like, I don't know. I felt like there was still a lot of time left. Um, I'm trying to look it up, but they were kind of like, okay, we got our three point lead. Let's uh, <laughs> let's make that a thing that we just hold on to that yeah. now. Like kind of stopped running the offense. 334. Was that it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, plenty of possessions left, but yeah. you know, you sort of go with UVA if they can see if you can always see the team go, all right, we know we have X amount of stops yeah. to do and we're gonna win. Let's get those stops in the next possession and then we don't have to worry about it late, you know. Yeah. There's what six, seven, eight, nine possessions left. If we get stops on half of them or, or more than half, let's get to six right now. Yeah. They, and they locked in. I mean, the, the, the Oregon couldn't do anything for the last no. five minutes or six minutes of the game. Literally didn't score. So yeah, I mean, they shot, yeah, they shot four, field, uh, four free throws. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was one of those, it was such a weird, like, game. I don't know. It was just a weird game. Um, but, you know, Oregon was a hot team. It continued the, the cow guy uh, cold shooting from deep and throughout all of this i know we'll get to the purdue game and 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 all that good news but throughout the tournament and the cold shooting for kyle it has been nice to see that at least in my fandom and then through my orange and blue 
glasses. He's been really valuable on the floor. Absolutely. Despite not making shots. Now, obviously, that that, that hinders scoring because <laughs> you lose the sure. often on it. But he's been getting into the lane. He's 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 been playing good defense, and and he never looked, uh, you know, shook or he never looked discouraged. You know, and, and I guess. Uh, where we are now with with what we saw against Purdue, there's good reason for that. But even though even finishing the Oregon game, it was like it's going to come back for Kyle. I'm not you know frustrated with him, and I don't think he's frustrated other than hoping that the the shots start going in. I mean, yeah. he's very good at shooting his way out of a slump. Yeah. Sometimes it takes like maybe a few more shots than we all would like, like maybe this exact <laughs> tournament. But, you know, it was apparently three and a half games. Is what? Yeah. How many games? I mean, it. It also is crazy though when I look back on Oregon. I think the biggest takeaway for me is like Kyle's in a slump. We have zero points off the bench, and we still won a game against a good team. It's unreal, and that's why when everyone was kind of like, sure, like, the yeah, first, it wasn't the prettiest, but we did yeah, it. The first ten minutes of the of the Gardner Webb game were obviously a mess. They came out tight, but the last like 30, 25, 30 minutes of that game, they were like old. That was like good Virginia yeah. dominating of an opponent that they had more skill. And they won by what? 21 points or something. And then, or like, or Oklahoma was like one of those games that <clears throat> there were mistakes were made where they could have extended it to 16, 17, 18 points easily and one going away. But at no point was I really concerned that Oklahoma was going to come back and win. Um, probably the most classic Virginia yeah yeah that's yeah and then this game was like a Wisconsin game you know so they each game that they won they won they mean gross (laughs) yeah gross like just two really good defensive teams that like (laughs) points were it was I think you know it's like instead of race to 69 it's like race to 49 (laughs) 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 made it (laughs) and then you have the Purdue game yeah. yeah, I want to talk about one more thing about the Oregon game, and that is uh, Mamadi uh, making uh, that kid of me flop. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was, okay, that was just the dumbest sequence of events I think I've watched <laughs> from Virginia basketball in a long time. Uh-huh. I also just want to know what Tony said to him after. Tony was probably like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know if he would be mad. He just probably was like, that was so stupid. It, it, it was. Is it weird that I was fired it was up? Funny. Yeah, it was funny to watch, but like yeah. also you're like, that was the most unnecessary thing I've seen from someone on Virginia's team in a long time. Yeah, and that's my point, is like the flap was was terrible, but also Mamadi did cross whatever, you know, line of of like you can't do that. Like you can't you can't <laughs> yeah. walk to the guy and put your forehead on, on his, his forehead face. very <laughs> intimately uh the ref ref should have just broken it up the ref took too long it was a it was a heated it should have been a foul first of all because it wasn't a jump ball but like trying to do the thing like getting it away from him the ref took way too long to get there and the two weren't doing anything more than just looking at each other like mommy was not gonna haul off and hit the kid like he didn't put his hands on him contact it should have been a guy's cool down yeah yeah. not teeing up mommy but obviously he teed him up because the kid fell. <laughs> like, but then they went and they reviewed <laughs> to make sure that, giant air quotes. I guess, you know, they go to review to make sure the sniper didn't get, you know, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> and then they come back and go tease on both sides. And that's right. Me, it's gotta be 
a, like a soccer technical. Like you flopped. <laughs> yeah, and it was absolutely. So and basically, like, did they, they ever can't... say that definitively? Like your technical for putting your forehead on it, <laughs> and your technical for flopping <laughs> from it. Being an and, asshole. If they didn't say it specifically, I I think you know maybe maybe they go oh but you got tied up before the stare down and both of you are being jerks and poor. Yeah. Stuff. I think they were going to just tee up Mamadi until they went back and looked. At but, yes, it was. It was only on Mamadi. Like 100%. That right. was the case. And, and he I, went to the... I'm saying kudos to the rest for going, no, 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 you little jerk. You're also getting a tee for flopping. <laughs> I just think when you're... this, And this is like just me being hypercritical. I'm like, I get you're in the moment. There's a lot of pressure and you're like in like at at that point literally a like you move forward or you're done situation so there's a lot of pressure but at the same time I'm like look like Ty has given plenty of people nasty looks way nastier looks than what that was and like never gotten in the territory of like can you get a technical for this like there's a way yeah. to do it I feel like that momity just like crossed the line where I'm like look I'm all for like being pumped up and like you know, I'm all here. For, I love Ty's shit talking. One of my favorite things <laughs> about Ty Jerome <laughs> is how much trash he talks. But like, I feel like Mamadi's just too much of a trash talking rookie that he just took it too far. <laughs> I see. And like, from where I was sitting, it was not as like, you could tell that it wasn't like a thing. And then, so yeah, you're absolutely right, Pierce. Right, they went to the monitor. Like, right. So I, I kind of liked the edge because I feel like we don't have that ever. And I know that like you don't want to have that to the point where you get a technical, technical. and get That's foul. all I'm saying. I'm like, like I don't get free I'm throws. Fire, but but so it what is that's why I was like he was so close to that line because like it wouldn't have been a technical if that guy didn't flop. And like granted, like by standing closer, he set up a yeah. situation in which this guy could feasibly yeah, throw exactly. himself he, to he the floor. Just stared him down until they right. pushed him back, like you were saying. But right. it said he did lean the in. Forehead, which, forehead. Yeah. I, I've watched okay. a lot of the challenge, MTV challenge, and that's like their go-to move because they can't fight or else they get kicked off the show. So they like <laughs> forehead touch forehead each other like what are you gonna do bro what are you gonna do you could slow it down put on a little like romantic ballad <laughs> why we not edited that you, yeah um, um but yeah and so like i think it's both credit to the refs and also discredit to the refs because it never should have been in the situation where the they had place. to go yeah. to the monitor and realize that's why i tweeted during it. i was like that guy should get to the monitor but then we got so possession because it waved off. So, I mean, if they don't go to the monitor and the T's just on. No, no, no. It, no, I mean, it, there shouldn't have been a T. So then they wouldn't have gone to the monitor. It just would have been a jump ball. So, like, we still would have had possession. Yeah. The only reason that they added the extra T, thankfully, was because, like, Tony was like, go look at it, I think. Yeah, and then they were like, ooh, yeah. Well, we can't take okay, the that flop was also so bad. It was I so know. bad. So bad. Boy, he got his. <laughs> crying on national television you know i know oh, they're just kids i'll put in hours of hard work and then amateur blah, blah. i don't care that <laughs> he sucks. drew both the fourth <laughs> and the fifth on him and and also that was his third foul so that like the technical became his third foul and then he had to come out because it was early second half and then he had like at the end Kihei drew two quick fouls on him because he was trying to do too much ball pressure right, right, um, right. and then he fouled out so that was like anyway it was a huge it was yeah. actually a huge moment he screwed he himself yeah he did I laughed and <laughs> don't flop like that and I won't laugh at you crying all right so <laughs> there's the That's lesson on that. That. Yeah. Uh, shall we talk about that Purdue game <laughs> I this don't know that I to talk about <laughs> I I can't think 
of a shooting display I've watched, and I'm thinking more specifically to Virginia games and, and opponents for Virginia. I don't know I've ever seen anything like what Carson Edwards did during during that game. And it's, it's literally unreal. It started really impressive and it started really like, oh gosh, one of those games, yeah, they're just gonna hit everything. Oh, this kid's good. God, why don't we stop? And then it just went off the deep end of absurdity. Like, like every single time UVA, you know, even at halftime, you're like, all right, we we took the punch. We're, we're going to come back, play our game. It's working to our advantage. We're going to stretch this out. And through the second half, they get to four, five point, six point, eight point lead. You know, some big three, eight point lead. That's it. Here we go. Yeah. We're done. And he just go, no, I'm going to shoot it from <laughs> half court. You know, or, no, like, I'm just the gonna, logo. like, I mean, and not even the banked one. The banked one should be expected <laughs> by that point. The banked one <laughs> is the only place yeah. you could go at that point. Like, that I was mean, the only place that could have gone exactly. at that point. Because when he let it go where it was sitting, I was sitting next to Brad Franklin from Cavs Corner, and it was lined up with, like, where we were. So, like, the, the line to the basket was lined up, and it was off. Like, it was – and both yeah, of us yeah. were like, oh, that's why. Like, that's off. Like, that's going to be a rebound. And then it – Wide in a good in. way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, <laughs> that's – I mean, you also think about that was the second time he's dropped 42 points in yeah. the tournament. Oh yeah! Like who yeah. does that? Who oh, he broke the that? record for threes in, in in four games instead of six. Like, I mean, yeah. it's insane. It's the only one that I could think of. So, like, as a team, Virginia's shooting percentage or shooting performance at Syracuse was on par with that type of thing. As a solo person, the only person I can think of in a Virginia matchup would be that kid from Oakland. Do you remember that guy? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was very good. Um, here I but it. it it wasn't um, you know the, yeah, Kay Felder I, Kay Felder yeah, dropped yeah, yeah, forty yeah. points. He he was incredible, but not in a close game, right? No, but, Virginia won. Yeah. He scored forty of their sorry thirty. He scored thirty of their fifty-eight, and Virginia right. won seventy-one okay. fifty-eight. Right. So it wasn't yeah, yeah, it wasn't the same. I mean, I'm going back thinking like. I remember watching Reddick against us and just going, as soon as he catches it, I know that ball's going in. I don't yeah. know if Reddick ever hung 42 on those. And he, he very yeah. well may have. I am far too lazy to go look it up. <laughs> I'll get Stat Boy to do it, maybe to help my point. But um, it, it it was just jaw-dropping, uh, an unbelievably good performance. But the Who's, to their credit, I mean, were playing so well to stay in it and to even have this lead, you know, throughout the second half, I, you just can't say enough good things about, about how impressive every single part of that team was. I know, I know the shooting wasn't as flawless as Purdue's. Um, I mean, you still but, had Kyle and Ty drop. Kyle was. Oh yeah. 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 Five, or did I have that backwards? Uh, Kyle had 25 and 10. Sneaky double double, his first yeah, that was. Nice. Um, and including one of and the funniest offensive rebound. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, twenty four for Ty. Yeah, like I mean, that in itself is. I don't yeah. really know that you could ask. You could have asked for much more from either yeah. of them. They shot forty two percent and thirty three percent from three. Like yeah, forty two percent from the field, thirty. So that's like an above average to good performance in my opinion maybe maybe good to great 
You know what I mean? Like, that's not great, but you're like, that's a solid performance that most days would be just about anybody would be else. good enough, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if there was no Carson Edwards, it would have killed Purdue. Yeah. Uh, he was, <laughs> I can't believe this. He like, is Purdue basketball right now. 10 for 19. And part of it that was fascinating for me, and which I kind of expected in one sense, was like, the way that Purdue plays, and if you slow down the number of possessions like Virginia likes to do, the thing that you get a lot of is like, because we were worried about, okay, is Klein going to also go off again? Is, you know, with when you limit those possessions, Edwards is going to take his, and in this game, he got his. So if he's taking all those shots, like he wasn't, like the other guys just didn't shoot. <laughs> hardly at enough. all. Yeah. <laughs> there weren't enough possessions for anyone right. else to do anything. Right. Um, and, and that is what it is, like, that in this game it was good for them because he was unreal and it just that I've never seen it that, that game had like everything so you've got Virginia was down 10 like down 10 in the first half both teams started four for four from the field and I looked up and I was like Virginia hasn't missed and they're down by five or whatever it is. Right, so right. like how is this happening <laughs> um and then you have Carson Edwards doing that you get Kyle rolls his ankle and then comes back because that's apparently like the take out the Nintendo cartridge and blow in it for Kyle Guy. Like, and then he comes out and hits this like curling screen, beautiful fall away three to open the second half and give Virginia a lead because they only trailed by one and a half. Like it was, it's, I mean, because <laughs> Purdue I think went 10 for 18 from three in the first half. And, and they were down one. Like how does that? It doesn't. Yeah. It still doesn't make any sense, and I've like bored over the score sheet. It's, it's also funny how good Purdue's game against Tennessee was. I mean, yeah. that was the game of the tournament, as far as anyone was concerned, until this game. Until happened. this game happened. This is why when everyone complained about like it was too chalky, and we're like, I don't know, the Elite Eight games look pretty good. Absolutely, that the Elite Eight games uh, paid off. Every single one of them was was fantastic. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe not like the shooting display but just in terms of like close hard fought yeah battles entertainment sure. value is, high. is there any any uh superstition to the overtime curse that is now on virginia have you have you guys have you seen this you what? were following this why are yeah, you so telling me this go go back through go back through the tournament and it was uh cincinnati beating iowa blowing a big lead but then beating iowa in overtime and or no iowa beat cincinnati right yeah then iowa tennessee same deal tennessee winning in overtime and then tennessee so what are you saying is gonna happen i'm saying if this curse is real then uva will lose the auburn in overtime so and they, then auburn and then auburn will lose in the national championship game in, in, overtime. in overtime yeah exactly yeah <laughs> This is the worst. So, we're, we're, I mean, it's the tournament of exercising demons for the yeah. hood. It's just yet another demon to kill. It's not a big deal, but oh my God. it's weird. Uh, <laughs> so I need to know, where did you guys watch the games? Like, who were you with? Like, where did you watch the Purdue game? Like, where, I mean, like, were you with Frederick and Barry at home? <laughs> who were you with? <laughs> who were you with? Tell me where no, some names on this podcast right let now. Let me see your phone. Who I watched you? the Purdue game. At a bar that was that I I watched many sports at Champion, um, but I had not watched a tournament game yet. At, it was my first this tournament watching a game. At, I I did watch uh, the Duke uh, road game, the loss to Duke and Cameron this year. I watched at Champion, so 
slaying more demons. Uh, the well, organ listen, game, I, I watched that because I had to be like. at work. I had to be at work at like seven a.m. <laughs> no, I just wanted to know what the reactions miserable. were like. Oh, it's nuts! Oh, yeah, the place was great. It was cool. They had um, uh, a lot of people in indoor and outdoors, uh, and and TVs and a big projection. I mean, the place went great. We sang the good old song. Oh it wasn't it wasn't boiling. Um, you know, I saw <laughs> that streets and like Twitter's rides. <laughs> Brides crowds. Brides getting I was out. texting friends I knew who were boiling going, are you alive? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I haven't heard from you and I'm concerned for your safety. Emily, were you at work? No, this was the first oh, you got of the tournament that I was not at work. I will be at work for the rest of the game. So that was like my one shot to watch. So I went, um, I was at a Virginia bar in East Village with some friends from school and a couple of friends who I got off work with. And literally my friend who I got off work with, who's not a Virginia fan, like just like put some money on the game and like was getting off the same time as me was like, oh, sure, I'll come watch. At the end, I was so nervous. He literally bought me a shot before the game even ended. And he, sorry, mom. My mom was <laughs> talk about that stuff. Um, and he, he, mom, don't listen, turn it off. He literally was like, he was like, I feel like you need this. And this was like right as we went down, like before time ran out. And I was like, I can't take it now. And I was like, I, just, I, was like, I can't do it. I was like, I think it'll make it worse. I don't think oh, I've great. ever I and I don't have like the memory that some people do with like remembering tournament games but I don't have I can't imagine any situation that was the craziest thing I've ever seen I've watched the video probably 500 times <laughs> oh, that's yeah. like literally all I want to say it's like nuts I don't know how it happened I don't think it could music. ever happen again and I've watched it and I've watched it to watch every person specifically several times. So I'll like restart it and then go back and like watch Mommy. And then I'll restart it and go back and see if I can watch two yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I find new angles and I watch like the bench and I watch a fan <laughs> because I live for these reactions. Wilfred literally said at the end, he was like, I don't know how that happened. I think like the basketball gods were just like with us. <laughs> he was, he was like, look at him. He's standing. <laughs> His arms are just straight by his side and he's just like staring straight ahead. There's like no, <laughs> there's no like hands or like yelling or like clapping. He's just like, just like what's going to happen? It was, okay, because the place that I was at was like half people who had been there for the first game and then half people who were there for our game and like people just stayed to watch. And literally everyone from like the one side of the bar like looked over at the Virginia side and was just like waiting to see our reactions to the point that they missed what happened because they thought we were about to lose and wanted to like, watch everyone like, so they just were like staring at us as we went down and then all of a sudden like everyone cheered and they all like looked back and they were like wait what, what happened? <laughs> amazing. that is amazing I, like the, I, I was, was screaming I, i've zapruded this like the various angles one of the things that stands out one of the things of the a million that was incredible is like obviously ty said he didn't try and miss it I can't believe it. it. There's no it way. No, but Ty would uh, Ty would absolutely Ty would say to, yeah, yeah. He was like, that was exactly what I was trying to do. I can believe that he would lie. I, I think it's perfectly plausible that no. he would lie that he was trying to make it. No, he paused, he, he like, laughed, he yeah. sighed heavily. So he sighed heavily. He, he was, was like, definitely trying to decide if he yeah. should lie or not, but I'm not fully <laughs> yeah. confident I think he, he I think he chose the to tell the, tr the, tell the truth. <laughs> And then, like, Mamadi gets it. I thought he tipped it too far. And I, was I like, thought he, I thought, like, there was no way they were no going to get it. No chance they were going to get down. Yeah. But the, the brilliant thing, like, by looking off Kyle and Ty, if you look at it from one of the other angles that was po posted yesterday, is when he, he kind of looked at Ty, and Carson Edwards takes a step to that side. 
and that's when he like base you know quarterback like Bryce Perkins should be calling him for some advice like just kidding just, like, lobbed it. 45 feet can't throw as good as Kihei duh <laughs> he lasers it 45 feet to the exact no, spot yeah, the exact spot that Mavity yeah. has to catch and release that ball and he gets it and it's just like this little floating stick like yeah. and lets it go i knew i knew it was good live i remember that split second yeah, yeah. i thought it, it was there and i was like if it goes it, it like he definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. off the time i don't remember what my legs were doing because <laughs> i ended up in a very different location <laughs> where i started oh, i couldn't um, move <laughs> i basically did one of these like yeah. I, I was sitting i was watching the play and I was kind of like, you're, you're saying, I mean, we've seen these things before, whether or not it's Virginia doing it or other games, but like this never works, it never happens. And so I was kind of resigned. I'm like, this is going to be it. This was, wow. And, and I mean, to lose a I game like, like that would have been, yeah. And so I'm watching it and it goes in and I like clamp up, like my hands go to my side, <laughs> my legs, I just like completely like stare straight ahead. And I like kind of looked at everyone else yeah. and we were all like, holy shit. And then there was a brief second, even though I know the, the commentator, I'm kind of pissed because he ruined the clip <laughs> with his like for the win yes let's <laughs> like, find something to complain about <laughs> because we all for a second like brad sitting next to me was like they're going to the final four <laughs> and like elbowed me and i was like isn't it tied and the yeah. scoreboard in there is real weird and old and it's hard to really tell what the score is so then i had to like look around it's definitely something to talk about is that overtime uva uh i know they didn't score first but after I think it was Harms um, scored first for Purdue, UVA seemed to have it, and then Purdue seemed to have it uh, with yet another shot. And Hunter made the the score of overtime. I mean, yeah, he did. Hunter and he had a tough game, real, real, real tough game. But it was a it was a big boy play yeah. for sure. Um, I you know I I don't think there was an offensive foul, but Purdue tried to sell one for sure. So I can see why their fans do. Um, yeah. and then it yeah, all so, oh, you're talking down. about the one with, with Carson? Yeah, Hunter's layup with, um, you know, a minute and change left. Or, I have to remember. There was one where whoever was defending him, you know, went like, or, I know that happened a lot during the game. Purdue was trying to draw charges, um, which shouldn't be a rule. Um, what you just did to yeah. react that <laughs> owl, so they just hear the noise. We have made this a very, we've made this a very visual podcast at this point, and for that, we apologize. We are on a video call. <laughs> And so we can see I'm what not we're publishing doing. the video. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't. It's like me eating. Chips. Uh, actually, I'm gonna. No, yeah, I'm just gonna crap you and publish the video. No. <laughs> we we'll make little gifs of you reenacting. So. Uh, floating like my a roommate took a my roommate took a video of I was because I was sitting on the side of like our table at the bar that was like with all the other Virginia people, and she just has like a, she's just sitting there like into Syracuse. She like was not that oh, best. Yeah, I was gonna say what a horrible. No, no, no. <laughs> and she was just sitting there videotaping us because like like I was sitting there I think my hands were like in a fist like I just like didn't know what to do and I like <laughs> my eyes were like as big as my whole face and I was like sitting there like freaking out <laughs> I think Jack's reaction to all of it was my absolute favorite because he jumped like a child like through he's a meadow the largest man ever yeah <laughs> and there's my favorite one that I just found yesterday was when he he has his hands like up by his face in this like oh my god like as it's in the air like yeah. waiting and when you think about it this is a kid that's been on the team since 
you know, the 2015 Forever. loss to, yeah, to Michigan. That's like, they like to say. 12 he was, years. <laughs> his 17th years. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> he was there for the Syracuse loss. He was yeah. there for you, obviously for UMBC. So, I, and he was outstanding in this game. Yeah, a big props to Jack Salt. He was, and he played 34 minutes after playing three the game before. Right. And so he Bobby came in. surpassed him, and then they needed him. It was a, the veteran coming back. After, you know, it, it was the Drew Bledsoe uh, in the playoffs, <laughs> the Pats way back when. Emily, you can look that up. Um, there's this guy named Drew Bledsoe. You guys all the time. <laughs> I don't think I like this it's group. because we're so old. <laughs> yeah, it's we're so old. We're using these terrible references. How anyway, people I mean, listening to this podcast think I am. <laughs> well, literally one episode, you actually played a game where you were intentionally age shaming me, asking me if I knew what different things were. Okay, I've I apologize. I don't. <laughs> no, I just I feel like people listening probably think I actually am like sixteen. <laughs> Say hello, thank you. We don't employ sixteen-year-olds on the phone. <laughs> we don't. I thought we had some. Anyway. <laughs> I want on the team. He's to on continue to, oh, to, to praise Jack Salt. Uh, yes. Um, I mean, for a guy that had five points, two for three field goals, one for two in free throws, he had five offensive rebounds. And I don't even think that's all of them. I don't think they counted most of – like, there were 17 <laughs> for the team. Um, where are my missing rebounds? And Jack Salt was, was somehow responsible for more than five, is what you're saying? Yes, the tip outs. They don't never count the tip outs. That was always the one that I'm like, and except for the last one because it was so obvious. Like when it's just a normal tip out, they rarely give credit to the person. Um, because I'm always like, did they give him credit for that? And I'd look, and there wasn't, and I get mad and yell at no one because no one cares. But um, he was outstanding. Like. Purdue is a team that likes to offensive rebound. Oh, obviously, okay. They didn't miss. So, you know, I was going to say, like, Virginia did a great job of, like, flipping the script. Hard to get rebounds <laughs> if Carson Edwards is literally just, like, channeling all of the whole Harlem Globetrotters together and, like, throwing it over his back and it all goes in. Um, but I thought he was – Coach Bennett's decision to bring him in and put him in with Diakite was, prob- was the turning point in the game, in my opinion in the second half, like whether it was, he was rotating it through with one of the other, with three yeah, of the guards. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if that, I don't rely fully on the idea that Jack needs to be in to get Kyle a good shot because Kyle's made plenty of good shots with just about anybody on the floor. Um, I do think it got him a little bit more space than he was getting. Um, but it really just made, he came out, no matter what they did against Carson Edwards, obviously it didn't work. And it wasn't necessarily indicative of bad defense. It was just Carson Edwards being really good. But there were a couple times where Jack came out and his hedges were really, really strong and either allowed Kihei to get back in front of the guy and, like, try and slow him down in another situation or forced a worse shot than maybe he would have gotten. So I I think just overall, like, to see him play so well um, was really rewarding, I think, for hopefully for the fan base. Hopefully they appreciate what he did in that game. But um, it's it's still not a sexy stat line, but um, he was huge. That happens to him a lot. Yeah, it's a story of his life. <laughs> but I thought he was not great. a sexy stat line, but he was still super important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it. <laughs> well, we should definitely uh, preview Auburn a little oh. bit. Um, in case you're curious about projections, uh, UVA is supposed to win this game too. So. Uh, uh, 
so spread us. More, more noises. Does Ken Palm um, account for injuries? No, right? No. I don't okay. know. I was just kidding. But so that's the big story of this game, I think. Yeah. Is Chuma, Chuma, Chuma Okiki. Um, despite having one of the best names, he will not be playing because he tore his ACL against Carolina. Mm. Um, and he's an inside out player for them. Uh, he can hit threes, I think 33% shooter. But I think... 38 uh, Yeah, higher. I was about to say, because he yeah, was 39. in the top three scores, and all three of their top three were shooting, like, 37 or out from three. Yeah. Like that. I don't he's know why. I he's know at that. 39. Bryce Brown's the best at 41. And Jared Harper's 37%, all from three. Got him. Um, and those are their big two uh, guards. They've, they've got their own duo yep. of uh, sharpshooting scoring guards. I mean, they want to force you into turnovers, and we've seen... Uh, that work well for UVA against teams when they're playing well, the one of four turnovers and UVA uh, like uh, UNC comes to mind in, in the games that recently we've done well against the Tar Heels. Um, we've also seen the turnover bug be a thing for the Hoos this year too. So um, I think that's probably going to be the most critical part. The nice yeah. thing is the turnover bugs kind of gone away this postseason. It feels like knock on wood. Why did I just do that? Um, <laughs> but I think that they've, <laughs> I think that they've done, pretty well if i remember so there are only five turnovers in the entire game um i also do but i also will say we haven't played a team like auburn yet where like that's auburn's thing sure and i need to figure out like how it's i feel like i've watched them a lot and at no point thought that they did a bunch of stuff that made people turn it over so when i saw that they're number one in that stat i was kind of surprised if that makes sense yeah um virginia had eight turnovers against oregon against that length um oh 15 against oklahoma oh gardner webb wow that's crap um (laughs) (laughs) and six against oklahoma so it's been pretty consistent down the stretch six eight five um is not bad anything under nine i'm pretty pretty happy with so yeah that'll be a huge key and then how how well does auburn shoot Yeah. yeah that's my biggest concern the thing that also worries me is, like, against Carolina, it looked like Auburn was successful because they got hot from three. But then the next game, they were still successful, even though that didn't happen. So I think what Auburn took people is that, like, they don't have to be hot from the perimeter to win games, which is not that comforting of a thought. Because when you, when you think of a team and you think that, like, they have one strength that, like, gets them through better opponents, then it's, like, more palatable. And you're like, oh, okay, we can, like – limit them from three and then we'll be fine and then you watch the next game and you're like oh wait just kidding yeah their guards are what really gave Kentucky a hard time so Jared Harper had 26 and Bryce Brown had 24 no one else that was had, also nuts. yeah no one else had more than eight um yeah. but that also was very similar six. to Virginia's showing against Purdue right and so what I think happened against Kentucky Kentucky was such a fascinating game to me um Watching it, it's one of those things, like, I think Kentucky has better athletes. No offense to Auburn, but that's just kind of, like, what they bring in taller yeah. guys who can do more things. But they're not a good shooting team. No. They're very bad, in fact. And so part of me was, like, watching it, I was like, oh, good. I think I'd rather play Auburn because I just feel more comfortable. But then I was like, yeah, they're, you know, they just chuck it up a bunch. But they've been shooting a lot better. Um, P.J. But- Washington destroyed them inside. I, yeah, I was about to say Kentucky shot, like, 55% from two or something like that. Yeah. Like something that was w- really uncharacteristic for them, and I think also that's a testament to Chuma not being, yes, there in the paint absolutely. for them defensively. For sure, 
the stuff that Kentucky tried to do, which is why I think Auburn was more was struggled more from outside. So they only shot 30% against Kentucky. They tried, they made a really big emphasis on running them off the line. Yeah. Um, against Carolina, it was one of those games where like, because they were shooting well, they actually shot well inside during the first half, if I remember it correctly. And then when they try and force stuff outside, they got hot from outside. So it was really just like, no matter what happened, Carolina just could not get like in Carolina, I think was sick, not to give them excuses, but that's what I've heard. Like they didn't play. I don't want to at their peak. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say, I'm not trying to diminish what Auburn did because it was impressive. They played a really good game against Carolina. The mm-hmm. Carolina team that played against Auburn wasn't the Carolina team that we saw a season. And that's just, it, it is what it is as well. So like Auburn had a really great game plan and executed it, but mm-hmm. they didn't get as much resistance as they maybe would have from Carolina. It might've still gone the same way, but when you don't have, when Cam Johnson is like too sick and throwing up to do post game, like he's not going to be as successful as. You know, what's good though, is I think like this tournament has showed us, I think a lot of the criticism of Virginia over the last, not just this season, but the last couple of seasons has been like, if they have an off night from the perimeter, like they're screwed. Right. Like that's where our weakness is. But I think this postseason has showed us you've got guys like Mamadi who like can step up in the paint. Like Mamadi's not your guy sinking threes to get his points. Right. Like Mamadi is at the rim. He's rebounding. He's tipping it in. He's taking miracle jumpers to bring us an overtime win. You know, it's or like an offense. overtime game. Right. But it's like, it's I think when you're going to play a team like Auburn, who before I wouldn't necessarily have been like, oh, okay, like Kentucky shot 55% from two. That's where we can get some extra points. But watching them this postseason, that's now my mentality where I'm like, oh, okay, like we can take advantage of that, I think, better than we thought we could right. before the tournament. Does that make sense? I feel like I yeah. just talked in a circle. Well, I think <laughs> the, the crashing the boards that we've seen um, be uh, successful so far in this tournament is, is obviously something that could be a strength uh, because of uh, the, the injury uh, that Auburn's dealing with. So yeah. I hope they they keep up the, the big lineups. You know? Yeah, and one kind of last thing on Auburn or last, I don't know when we maybe will be able to hit you guys another podcast later, or I'll come at you with some stuff from Minnesota, but I don't want to get this in. <laughs> um, we keep, t- and I do this too. We keep talking about like Auburn's a really good three point shooter team. Like they're going to shoot over the defense. Can the defense do the thing? We also need to look at the fact that Virginia's still number two on offense and Auburn's defense is like 40th yes. and outside of the turnover percentage, yeah. which is number one, they're the not very trash. good yeah um they're like when you look I like to look at the greens and the pinks and the reds whatever obviously they're three point they give up almost 35 percent from three 52 51 percent from two they send people to the line a lot Ooh. Uh, yeah and they don't they give up 33 percent on offensive rebounds they're 333rd in the country like Best they give boards. up boards and so especially with Okiki out like we ha- I think in Virginia ha- like I said they have done well that's obviously something where people normally would be like oh Virginia doesn't crash the board so it's not that big of a deal like that won't be yeah. that big of a weakness but coach Bennett has made it an emphasis in these last few games that they're crashing they had 42 percent 42 and a half like almost 43 percent of their misses last they got offensive rebounds on that's incredible for sure um against Oregon 31 percent like you'll take that (laughs) 
against Oklahoma, 26%. That was great, but sure, whatever, cool. And then 43% (laughs) against Gardner-Webb, which makes sense because they have a huge height advantage. So, And they do in this game, too. So, Let's do it. Yeah. There's keys to this game to win, and it's, you know, as you'd expect, you got to make shots. (laughs) Got to stop them from scoring and get on the boards. Score more points than the other team. Don't turn it over. Don't turn it over. (laughs) Someone needs to tell me a good place in Brooklyn to watch this game Saturday night. Hey, that's where I live. You live in Brooklyn? Well, recommend me uh, some bars with who's. No Auburn fans. Uh, Auburn Auburn free bars. There are no Virginia bars in Brooklyn, at least not that I'm aware of, but there are plenty of bars you can go that will not have Auburn fans. All right. Or you can go into Manhattan, and there are plenty of Virginia bars. Plenty, I mean like three. Hey, Brooklyn bars, if you're listening, (laughs) feel free to sponsor us. uh, Where was that bar that you you were here didn't you? Is this a, yeah, I Pierce. I'll look up the one that I went to because I yeah, love. It's about it. to be like I remember you were here at a Brooklyn bar and tweeted yeah. how much you liked. I it. loved it. I it was amazing. Was and you can order food there. They don't have food, but you can order food there. So also, you can bring a dog in because there's no kitchen. You're oh, welcome. You can order food okay, to the bar. Find you a can dog. order food to the bar. <laughs> so I could like kill somebody's dog. <laughs> bring them to the bar, and then I'll seamless <laughs> some chicken tenders to me while I'm there. <laughs> I got a bagel delivered and it was amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, this has gone off the rails. Um, I watched the Louisville football game there. There you go. That's what it was. <laughs> Thanks, now, Thanks for clearing that up. This is happy. about, this is the only way that this, this podcast for this game coverage could go. I feel like. Ooh, yeah. Absolutely. Like well, this. this is a complete shit show and then we'll close it strong. Well, until next week, where we're hopefully <laughs> talking about Winning championships, being as happy as we've ever been from the basketball team. I know I can't even fathom it. I'm just gonna. I know. Darns, will you cry? Mask. Oh yeah. Well, later. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I won't cry courtside, guys. Don't I'm worry. gonna cry no, no, thirty years from now. <laughs> <laughs> I made it to like out of the arena after the game and met up with one of my friends, and then was like, <laughs> had a good cry. I had a good cry into his shoulder. Yeah, it was good. Well, all right. Yeah. Music. Shout player. out, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really off the deep end right now. Is anyone uh, listening? Still? Stay tuned to the blog for more <laughs> pre-game stuff. And uh, if you like this, go ahead and subscribe. Because <laughs> we sure to have more yeah, like. a great review. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, maybe we'll be back uh, with a surprise pod uh, at some point, but. Uh, regardless uh, for everybody at the blog I'm Pierce go hoops